Welcome to Raiders on the Record, the podcast featuring Hastings High School Athletics. I'm Athletic Director Trent Hansen. My colleague Tim Hanneberg and I work together to bring you the stories of Raiders sports. We are thrilled to share conversations with the athletes, coaches, and alumni that represent Raider Nation. Check back weekly and be sure to share this podcast with your friends in the Raiders Network. Adam Gerlach is a 2000 Raider graduate. During his time at Hastings High School, Adam was a three-sport athlete competing in football, hockey, and baseball. In football, he was a three-time letter winner, multiple-time all-conference recipient, and all-state his senior year. The football team was state finalist during his senior year and compiled a 34-4 record during the three years he was on varsity. In hockey, Adam rotated between the JV and varsity during his freshman year and was full-time on the varsity during his final three years of high school. During that time, his hockey team was a state qualifier during his 10th grade year, took second his 11th grade year, and third his senior year. Again, Adam was a multiple-time all-conference recipient and all-state in hockey. In baseball, Adam was a three-year varsity letter winner, multiple-time all-conference athlete, and all-state his senior year. During his junior year, the baseball team won the state championship. After high school, Adam played junior hockey in Duluth, Iowa, and after one season, attended MSU Mankato, where he played hockey as well. Since graduating from college, Adam has coached over 20 years of youth sports and competed multiple times in the Red Bull Crash Ice events. During his first year competing, he placed top four and was invited to be a member on the Team USA, but had it declined. Many consider Adam to be the best athlete to ever come out of Hastings and is one of the few three-sport athletes in our history. Adam's high school career, post-high school career, and years of youth sports give Adam an insight into sports few others have. Here we are with Adam Gerlach. Adam, we always start at the beginning of our guest live, so we love to hear about where you grew up, if you're always from Hastings, did your family eventually move to Hastings? Were your parents originally from Hastings? Who your parents are, brothers, sisters, all the good stuff about you growing up. Yeah. So uh, I was technically born in Kentucky, then uh, a very short stint in Ohio, then California, but pretty much since five years old on, um, I grew up in Hastings. Uh, I still have my mother, father in Hastings, and I have two brothers that are in Hastings, and I have one in Maple Grove. So we're all still... Uh, close to the inner, close to the Hastings area. Um, yeah, I, I, I grew up playing playing all different sports, enjoyed my time there. Uh, then I went, and I'm not sure if this is where the question's going or not, but I, I spent some time in Dubuque in the USHL for hockey. Uh, then Mankato for four years of hockey there. And then I took a job with Ecolab for a couple of years. And then I took a job with 3M that brought me to the Chicago land suburbs for about four years. And now I am back in Woodbury and I have been for probably 12 years now, I want to say. And uh, I do a lot of traveling for work. And I got to say, I mean, I, I know Minnesota gets cold. We all know that, but um, it's a very clean, beautiful place and people are great. So happy to still be here. Perfect. I think that's, we got it all. That's the end of the interview right there. Thanks, Adam. <laughs> I'm kidding. I got a lot more questions here for you, but no. We'll get on to a couple more here. So um, 
let's go back again to kind of when you move, first moved to Hastings. And um, yeah. this is going to be maybe a little uh, racking your brain here to answer it, but walk us through the schools you went through in Hastings. Uh, the only reason why I like doing this is some of those teachers may still be around. It's always nice yeah. to, for them to get a little shout out. So once again, talk yeah. about the schools you went to. And then once again, any teacher that had a big impact on your life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was, I think I was at Pinecrest for, um, uh, kindergarten and then first grade. And then Kristen McAuliffe opened up. So I was a first, second grader at Kristen McAuliffe, big deal. And, uh, from there, obviously this is what I love about Hastings is that I went to the Hastings middle school, you know, it's, it's like five or six elementary schools feed in the middle school. You know, you know, if you're going to middle school, someone you're going to high school. Mm -hmm. And in Woodbury now it's, I mean, heck can go to so many different schools and no one knows where they're at. So yeah. I miss that about the community. Um, a lot of teachers had a lot of impact, um, definitely, uh, in my life. And, and I, honestly, I, I, it was sports so much for me. So there's a lot of coaches that were also teachers, um, that had kind of a double impact on my life for sure. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about for just having everything in here in Hastings. I love our middle school. I love our high school. You know, um, we don't lose a lot of athletes to other schools or private schools here too. So I love that our kids uh, play together here in our middle school and kind of go to school together. And then they kind of go with each other to our high school too. So those friendships and those bonds are pretty long lasting here in Hastings, which I absolutely love. So, yeah, no doubt. so let's hear about you growing up playing a sports Um when we do this, I usually like stopping people right around seventh grade. I feel like that's when sports gets a little more serious for people. Um, some of the guys and girls that we have on the show too, um, that's kind of when they're brought up to a varsity or a JV level. So let's hear about the sports you played growing up, Adam. And then, um, yeah. And then, like I said, stopping about seventh grade. Stop at seventh grade. Got it. So, um, all the way up, uh, answer this question, high level. I played about four sports. I played four sports up to, I think, eighth grade, but we'll stop at seventh grade. So it was hockey, football, baseball, and actually soccer. Um, and what I, what I love about Hastings specifically is, um, especially back then, and I think we, we still do it at Hastings, is it's, it's all in-house for the most part. So I remember uh, getting a T-shirt, whether it was in baseball, and it was, you, I'm with the Minnesota Twins or Seattle Mariners, and you're playing against your, your friends. And hockey was the same thing. I think at squirts, we had five, six, seven teams, or maybe even more than that. And we'd play each other. And uh, one of them missed near soccer was the same thing. And then uh, football, Little Raiders, that was, it was so fun to, to play against um, kids. And, hey, that kid goes to, to Kennedy, or hey, that kid goes to Cooper or Pinecrest. And it, it just, again, I went back to there. I'll go back to what I said, which is, it was just such a small world and it was so important at the time and all of those sports really just, you know, uh, helped me in, in all parts of life at that time and uh, helped me continue to become who I was to, to this day. So a lot of sports, it was always one sport ends, the next sport starts. And now I feel like that's almost impossible because every sport goes all year round, which is a whole other story. So so you talked about playing Little Raiders. I know you had a lot of uh, accomplishments in your life here, Adam. Walk us through the final game, the championship game of sixth grade. <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, oh, 
I think that's when uh, if you want to just do the final play you. here. Yeah, I we think can just go through the final play of the final game. Final play. I think okay. we know where this is going here. So, uh, I, I think that was the play where Josh McClay thinks he threw the ball 70 yards in the air, but it was really about a 15-yard pass that uh, hit. I think he hit Nate Kranz, which was name, which was wide open. And uh, I've never seen a ball so poorly thrown for, <laughs> for to be so successful. So <laughs> that's what he gets for talking about that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and and that was a that was a play to win the game. I heard so. It, it was though. I will tell you that um, Josh McClay in Little Raiders was such a machine that he had plenty of plays before that that led to winning that game. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I'll, so. uh, I'll make sure he gets the credit, so he'll find out. Oh yeah. About this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, so start us in seventh grade then, Adam, and uh, walk us through. I think it, it makes the most sense. We'll start seventh grade in the fall, seventh grade winter, and then spring. Walk us through the sports you played. Uh, we like hearing a lot of things about our guests uh, during the sections or during the session. Um, so uh, things like, um, did your team do any, have any accomplishments, section champs, state championships, things of that nature, yeah. um, captain honors for you, individual honors for sure. you, any kind of things that go along with the team as well. So like I said, starting sure. in seventh grade, fall we can walk through every single year yeah oh man you're you're uh you're good you're making me really dig deep here i think i can <laughs> i think i can muster well, some things up here so in i know fall, some of the, grade, yeah some uh, of the things like all conference might those are really hard to remember honorable mention so if you if you got anything that really stands out let's hear about it well yeah i mean i i uh, i can get into accolades when high school hits and, and that was more around sophomore year but i do remember I'll, I'll tell you what I remember um, in fall in seventh grade, uh, and, I, and I don't know if they still do this, but they had lightweights and heavyweights, and I wanted to be on the heavyweight team, but I was just too light. So uh, we had a great team. Uh, there's guys I remember named Mark Weber, who's another great athlete, um, and we, gosh, I think we went, all of our football teams went undefeated in seventh grade. Um, and we, we, we kind of knew even at that young age that we had a pretty special group of guys and they didn't just play football. They played basketball and hockey and, and baseball because we were a small community compared to, especially when we got in high school, the other, the other teams. So, um, we had, we didn't have necessarily power numbers, but we had power in numbers because we played. So we were such multi-sport athletes. So football, extremely successful. You go to hockey, that would put me in Bantams. Uh, actually, that might put me in Kiwis. Um, I can't remember. I always played, uh, I was a, kind of on an edge of uh, one of the age brackets. So my first year of Kiwis and squirts and Bantams, I would be playing with guys essentially two years older and one year older. So my first year, would I never had really a, a, a season where I had people younger than me in second year peewees, if that makes any sense. But in, in peewees and Bantams, we had guys uh, that like Jeff Tate and Dan Welch, who were always good, but very, you know, obviously very good at, at that time as well, along with a lot of other good athletes. And we would finish seasons um, 52 and four. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was, it, it, we just really, as a group, we really got used to winning a lot and we, we really didn't accept losing to be honest. So it was, it would be rare. Um, 
So then baseball, I, I got to tell you, I barely have any memories of seventh grade baseball. You go into eighth grade football back in the fall. And I remember that we had an undefeated season going into South St. Paul that we lost to South St. Paul. And again, we, we didn't really accept losing. And that, that one, I, and I still remember that here, I'm 41 years old. And I remember in eighth grade that we lost a game in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. So um, again, a lot of great athletes. Uh, we knew that in, in two, three, four, five years, we were going to be a, a, a force to be reckoned with. And we were, which we'll, we'll get into. Again, you get into the hockey season and we're, we're going to the state VFW tournament. We're going to the state, uh, I think it's Maha tournament. And we, we were, we were always a, a top team growing up in in all the sports and in baseball. Um, you know, we ended up winning a state state tournament in my junior year, but we were a good team. I would never say that we were a, a lights out team in seventh, eighth, and ninth grade. We really came together nice uh, in the, in the, in high school. So, um, you just want me to keep going ninth grade? Oh yeah, let's go. Okay. Sure. Ninth grade again in football in the fall now. Um, gosh, I stopped playing indoor soccer somewhere in that time as well. We had an indoor league at, at the hockey rink, which was pretty fun. I think my last year was eighth grade. Uh, ninth grade, I, we had an undefeated season. Uh, again, we had guys like McClay and Mark Weber and Jim Gunderson and um, Eric Lawmeyer. I mean, I bring up these names, um, which you know, many people may may or may not know, but uh, they, we, they, I thought we were again a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. We would, I, I, I remember being Simley. 84 to zero. And I think it was like 60 something to not, to zero at halftime. Uh, we just, it's like every time we touched the ball, we were, we were scoring. Yeah. Um, and it's like whoever wanted, you know, who, who, who wants the touchdown? I mean, we had that much talent on the team. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, ninth grade winner. Uh, I was able to go play uh, at the, the varsity JV level, um, which was a lot of fun. But, but again, uh, being at that time, I would have been uh, just turning 15. It's pretty intimidating being with uh, 16, 17, 18-year-olds. Um, they were at a different stage of, of puberty, obviously. And uh, at that time, I was, I was doing both JV and varsity practices, which was, which was a lot of hockey. Which, and it was great. Um, and I think I, I don't know, maybe a, a handful of the 10 games I was able to get in for a period or at the end of the game. Uh, but junior varsity was a lot of fun, you know, just in general, all those sports. I, I love the middle school era um, of sports. It, it just, it was, I, every stage of sports is great. Um, but yeah, hockey was good. I actually broke uh, a bone in my hand, which, which uh, I still played with a cast. But I remember that affecting me quite a bit. But that was great. And then um, I really wanted to play uh, varsity baseball my my senior year, but I never got a chance because they just didn't bring freshmen up. Um, but that would have been a blast playing with with the older guys as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's appropriate to say or not. I, I believe I could have played as a freshman at the time, and that's what was was a little frustrating. Um, but I was able to play. It was almost the same squad the next year, and I was able to to, to play as a sophomore. 
So now we're getting into, now we're probably getting into actually the, the, the years that I remember more. So I probably mm -hmm. give you more detail. <laughs> so uh, sophomore year of football, um, we were we trying, I didn't know what to expect. And we were, we were starting sophomore ball and varsity was kind of doing their thing. And then myself and another gentleman by the name of JT Mom, they called us up as sophomores. <laughs> and uh, again, wasn't sure what, let's say it's just a different, you know, football's a different get, a different deal when you're full contact and, and you're a sophomore and you're going against guys that, uh, I don't want to say it was Sean McCoy. There's some big guys that are seniors and they're just, they're just filling out a little bit more. Um, and Bob Majeski saw me as a, uh, as a free safety. So um, he put me in, I played offense my whole life. I barely, barely played any defense. I was always a running back and I, you know, run, run, run. Um, so it was very new to me, uh, but I feel like it caught on pretty fast. And I don't think I, I don't think I started the first quarter of the first game but I went in in the second quarter and then I started the rest of the games as a sophomore. So, I, and we had a good team. We, we went uh, all the way to state tournament. And uh, I do remember I was, I was uh, all conference honorable mention as a sophomore in football, which was a big deal to me. And we, we went all the way to state tournament, played Eden Prairie and lost them. And I believe, yeah, they ended up winning the entire thing. And that was the game where Mark Johnson and Charlie Black had a 99-yard uh, touchdown, which is the record in the in the prep bowl. And I'll never forget how loud you know the crowd was. By no means did we fill up all the Metrodome, but there was a lot of Hastings Raiders mm -hmm. fans there, and it. I still remember that ball going and catching it, and just the roar behind. So I can only imagine being on the field, even in the Metrodome, when uh, when something big happened and it was a full full uh, full crowd. So great time. Uh, we lost, we lost two games. Technically we lost to St. Thomas and then we lost to, to Eden Prairie on that game. Um, great year. And, you know, this will be a common theme as I talk. We, 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 we went so far in every sport that we would get done and the other season would have probably started mm -hmm. a week or two. Yep. Um, so we were always behind. All the football players were a little bit behind trying to get caught up to speed. And I was able to play as a sophomore on the varsity uh, team. And uh, I would say I had, I mean, a lot of people had successful seasons because we won a lot of games by a lot of points. But I, I felt like I was really happy with the amount of goals and assists and more importantly, the amount of wins and how far we made it. But we went all the way to the state tournament uh, my sophomore year. And we ended up losing to Duluth East. Again, this will be a common theme. And Duluth East in the state tournament ended up winning the state uh, the state championship in hockey. And they had a really good team. We did too. Um, but they, they, they had a great team. So brings me to, and I, you can let me know if I'm going too slow, too fast, too little detail, too much. You're doing awesome. Um, all right. And then uh, it's, it's funny because I know um, I just, I literally haven't, thought like this chronologically in a long time <laughs> thanks when baseball my sophomore year i mean i so I, I played varsity three years in three three sports which has been great um 
they uh, we had a we had a pretty darn good team. I, we lost, I want to say, to Roseville in the section finals. Um, at uh, gosh, what field was it? I can't remember now. Um, wherever we used to play <laughs> in the in the sections, but really good team. I remember thinking the pitching was pretty darn fast. Being a sophomore, I was playing freshman ball the year before, so things definitely changed. <laughs> but that was a wonderful year, and uh, I think for for accolades, I think I was either all conference or all conference all bench. I can't remember, but um, it was a, it was a fun time. So junior year is is when things started to heat up. Even though we played in two state tournaments my sophomore year, uh, we in football we had a great team. And we were 8-0 going against Woodbury, which is where I live now, obviously. Um, and we were both 8-0 going in the conference championship. And this game you may or may not have heard of, but it went down to, ironically, uh, I never played receiver. They put me in receiver that week. And they just told me to keep running down the field. And Dustin Bowes <laughs> ain't kept throwing the ball and throwing the ball. And uh, I, I played receiver ever since. So I played both ways from there. But... This was the game that we were down 21 to zero at halftime. And I'll never forget where we were running into the locker room and the, they kept chanting Royal pride. They had this thing that was Royal pride, Royal pride. And man, it was making our blood boil. And we came back out um, and we're tied it up at 21, 21. And they came down the field and they scored and the kicker missed an extra point. So we were down by six and we had, I don't know, maybe a minute to go down the field and score. We completed a couple of passes and we were really down to our last play. It was like two, 15 seconds left, let's just say. And Dustin Bogazane goes back and Ben Utech, who's a Super Bowl champ, is running down and throws a Hail Mary pass. And um, it just, he just, he had to throw the ball. Not everyone was sitting there. He had to throw the ball while Ben was still running. And it just perfectly went right into to Ben's hands. And they scored. And, and, you know, that was one of the defensive backs was Louis Ianni for Woodbury, who ended up playing Northwestern and playing in the pros as well. So they had a great team. Uh, but we also had a great team. And we scored with maybe 11 seconds left. Ryan Rombacher did kick the, kick the extra point. And uh, Bob and Jessica has a picture of this. The guy came over the line like this. And the ball, there's a picture of the ball right here. It went right over his head. Oh, my God. Uh, to, to score the, the extra point. And, um, yeah, we, we, uh, we, we ended up uh, winning that game. But before the game was over, they had another six seconds. And this is the way the game went another six seconds from their own 20 to try to score. And they threw up a, a Hail Mary and it probably landed on the, the, the 40 yard line. And it, Dan Welch, who never plays defense was on defense. And it went off his chest and bounced up. He was trying to pick the ball off. Then the receiver came flying, cut across, got the ball and ran. And all of us were flat footed and Mark Weber tackled them on the 10 yard line. Otherwise they would have won the game. You tackle them, the game was over, and the rest is history on that game. We ended up we ended up meeting Woodbury in a section final three weeks, two, three weeks later. 
and we were we it was the, the exact opposite of the game we were up by a ton and then a couple really fluky things happened and they came back and uh they beat us really in the last minute which was devastating but i'll never forget todd field uh there, I'm, I'm not joking. There must have been eight to 10,000 people there. I mean, there's people all around. There's people, layers outside of the place. You've never seen a place more packed than for mm -hmm. that game. And it, it, it was great. And then Woodbury ended up going and win the state tournament. Again, the, the trend you'll continue to hear. If we didn't win, <laughs> the people we lost to deep in the season ended up winning it. So um, off to ho hockey my junior year. And right into yeah, it probably, huh? What's that? Right into the season, right? No break. Right, right in the season. Yeah. Right in the season. Um, and and I, I'll tell you, I was in unbelievable shape on a football field. But if you talk to anyone that does it, you get on the hockey rink and you feel out of shape mm -hmm. immediately. It takes a while to get back going. Uh, another great team. We had a, a couple guys move in. Um, ben Tharp moved in, I think, that year. Um, and he was one of the top defensemen in the state. Ended up going and you know, uh, going to the Gophers for a year and then, uh, to, uh, to the USHL for his transfer year and then ended up at Miami, Ohio, but unbelievable player. I remember him coming in and I, I think, uh, we won essentially almost all of our games. So I might just hop over to the, uh, the state championship our junior year. That was a year where we ended up playing Blaine in the quarterfinals and we probably had, well, I'm not even going to get in the shots, but it was lopsided. We were, we were crushing Blaine, but they, they just had the ability to score. Um, and a matter of fact, it was like six to five, I want to say with a minute left. And this is a game where Dan Welch scored with 45 seconds left. And then there's a play at the end where they're coming down with us with five seconds left and, Jeff Tate gets the puck and kind of just flings it to center ice. You might, I don't know if you've ever seen this clip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Dan Welch circles around and scores with what 0.2 seconds left. Mm -hmm. uh, honestly, when it comes to high school, it's what this this state. I, I played in six state tournaments, but they're all special. But this one was uh from a moment standpoint, it was it was incredible. Uh I think our fans. Uh, knocked the plexiglass down and then they did it the next they did it the next game too because that was against elk river in double overtime um i think travis Kiefer, who claimed to be a, the, the hometown hero uh he uh he scored double overtime and then knocked the plexiglass down again so i think from there they essentially that might have set the te the, the the tempo to not have students up against glass anymore um and then you know, this was probably one of my more uh, sobering memories as, was the state championship because we were, we were, we had the late games. They change us now, but we had the latest game on the quarterfinals, the latest game on semifinals. And it was really difficult for us to come, uh, to, to calm down after those wins. I got to tell you. And we were, I, I do believe we were running on empty. We came out in the first period and we outshot them like 18 to three. And couldn't put any couldn't put any goals away. We had so many opportunities, and then they just chipped away. And it was Rosa. They just chipped away and beat us for nothing. Um, we had a goal called off. I remember I hit the joint on on a, on a breakaway. It's just things just didn't work out. But 
that's definitely one I wish we had back for sure. Yeah. So, uh, again, season's going late. It's Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Now it's baseball season. So we're here playing, I don't know, taking batting practice in a, in a hockey rink with, with, uh, with turf down or in the, you're in the gym. It's just, it's tough to baseball can be tough in, in high school because your first 10 games are also in really terrible weather. Mm -hmm. But that was a year that we were surprised. We surprised ourselves and, and no one really had us pegged to, to do anything too crazy. And before you know it, gosh, I mean, this really takes me back. Um, this was the year where uh, Creighton Durham Hall had a, like a 65 or 66 game unbeaten streak, uh, which was the longest in the, the country of any sport, I want to say. And we, we went in in section, um, in section play and, it was a dark, rainy night, and we uh, we ended up beating them. Uh, in, I mean, it went back and forth. We beat them in the last inning. It was unbelievable, and uh, another great memory. We played them. It's always double elimination baseball, so we played them a few days later, and we actually 10 run them to, to go on to state. And then the state tournament, uh, gosh, again, I don't know how much detail you want me to get into, but my goodness gracious, that was, there's a lot of things that have to go right in baseball for you to, uh, for you to win the state tournament because you only, it's one and done when you hit the state tournament, mm -hmm. but we had a great team. We had an unbelievable hitting lineup and we had a very strong field, uh, infield, outfield. And we, we took it to everyone pretty well. And, uh, it's one of my favorite memories in high school as well as, is running from the outfield to go celebrate with the team after we beat Creighton and then after we won the state tournament. So that, that was a, a lot of fun. Um, and I'll just keep going, I guess, now senior year. So senior year, okay. Um, getting into our, our senior year, we lost a ton of talent. Um, we have very, I, I think in order to be successful in high school, you gotta have a, a, a not only does your grade happen at the top level, right? The, the highest, uh, we always played at that time at the, at the highest uh, class, right? Double A in hockey and double A in baseball and gosh, football, whatever it got to, maybe 4A. Um, so yeah, you got to have, you got to have great talent ahead of you and great talent, or you got to have a strong class ahead of you and you got to be strong or vice versa. You got to be strong in class and somebody has to be strong. So we, we didn't know what to expect because we lost a lot of really good talent. Um, but we still had a lot of talent in our in our grade as well. So now we're hitting football, and we knew we were going to be pretty good. We were a little unsure at the quarterback spot because, again, we lost Dustin. Um, we had Greg Begnow was our was our quarterback, and he was he was actually lights out the entire year. He was he was a really strong uh, quarterback, and we got to rematch Woodbury our first game. And we, we knew it was going to be a difficult game. Um, the quarterback on Woodbury's team is now my brother-in-law. And uh, he was <laughs> the one that won the state. He was the one that won the state tournament uh, the year before when we lost to Woodbury. Um, so we knew they were going to have a good team. And it was, I think it was like, four, it was tied 14 to 14 or something like that, real close at halftime. And then we just, we, we, we lit it up uh, in the second half. And I think we won it might've been 40 something to, to, to 14. So we, we knew we were going to have a good, a good team. And, and we did, we ended up uh, 
rolling through all the way until we hit the state championship game where we ran into uh, Joe Maurer and people are going to think I'm crazy when I say this, but more importantly than Joe Maurer is probably about another eight or nine division one football guys. Mm -hmm. Um, He, he, uh, they had a strong line. There was, there was times in that game where he looked like Tom Brady when Tom Brady has, I mean, he ever goes back in the pocket and he just sits there like that, (laughs) flat footed and then makes the throw. He had, he had a lot of time and um, he also has obviously a very good arm and is a good quarterback um, uh, or was a good quarterback. We kept the game very close. And then just right before halftime, we had two turnovers that they capitalized on and just put the game out of reach for us. So I think we lost just say 40 to 20. It was something right around there, give or, give or take a few points. Um, but again, they had a great team. They ended up having, I, I want to, a couple golfers on that team on the line. Um, their, their running back was uh, Sean Powers Neal, who ended up being a running back at Notre Dame. They were, they were a really good team. There's probably the best team that in, in my time uh, we that I ever went against. And I think in total, to wrap up football, um, I think when I was there for the three varsity years, our teams were 34 and four, I want to say. Yeah, we lost two games my sophomore year and then one junior and one one senior. So the football was unbelievable in, in that span. And then they ended up going and winning the state tournament two years later. So definitely a, a golden era for sure um, on the football side. And when that, when we went to the state tournament for that, uh, I got to think now, I, I think that was baseball, football, and then I can't remember. Uh, 1999, correct or no? Yeah, it was 99. I'm trying to think of hockey. So, oh, it was hockey. So when when I ended up, um, when we ended up going to the state championship in football my senior year, that was my third state championship, consecutive season of state championships because we were in the state championship for hockey and then baseball we won it and then football. Mm-hmm. So I thought that that was a really interesting statistic for sure. Um, and then... Of course, again, now time to get the the the, the jelly legs going and in, in hockey. We're already far behind. Um, and we lost even more in hockey. I talk about how much we lost in football. We we lost obviously three golfers that that graduated on. And we we had a really good season and we ended up going to the state tournament again. And we ended up taking third place. So I think the, the coolest thing about that year for the state tournament was our last well three of our last four games uh i actually do want to go back to this our section final game we ended up we ended up playing against johnson and they had a, a good goalie and we outshot them i think like 42 to eight it was incredible they were up one to nothing with 12 seconds <laughs> left and we had a face off in the offensive zone and Travis Kiefer won the face off back. And I kind of shut my eyes and I took a, took a wrist shot and I put it in the upper corner. Um, and then we ended up winning in, in uh, overtime, which was a really amazing game. And then the next three, so three out of our last four games went into overtime. We lost to Blaine who uh, four to three, who ended up winning the state championship game six to zero. So we were a good team. Uh, Blaine had a couple guys that played in the NHL and, and 
quite a few guys that were maybe five guys on the team were division one. So they had a very solid team, but it was, uh, it was a great time and it was a great team. And then off to baseball, uh, mm -hmm. well, well, I'll summarize, uh, hockey. So in hockey, we ended up, uh, our record was, I don't know exactly what the record was, but we went to the state tournament all three years. And, and I do tell people like, that's, that's something I, I definitely am proud about because I do think that the high school state tournament for Minnesota is one of the top state tournaments in the entire country mm -hmm. for any sport. And there's nothing like playing in that tournament. Yeah. Especially again with the, your buddies that you ended up waking up at six in the morning and, and, and frying your hands, trying to tie your skates, right. The guys that you, you, you kind of, you know, live and die with on, on the rink. So that was great for high school hockey. Uh, I would, definitely say successful um, teams and career in, in high school hockey. And then we went to baseball and we had, a, we had a great team. We had uh, you know, Matt Vanderbosch was a good player. Uh, went and played triple a baseball in the end. Uh, he went to uh, play college in Oral Roberts and then was in the, the Red Sox triple a program. Um, really good player. Uh, and we had some good pitching and, and other great players as well. I think we went to the section finals. I want to say and. I think we lost to St. Thomas. That was unfortunate. Um, on an individual level, that was probably my my most successful statistic uh, year for baseball. I I uh, I hit like six something, six six oh, I can't remember six oh eight or six oh three or something like that, and uh, a lot of home runs and stolen bases and RBIs and. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. And, and overall for high school, I, I think I was uh, all conference six times. I was all Metro in football, baseball, and hockey. I was all Metro twice for football. And then I was all state for, for uh, football, baseball, and hockey as well. And, and I guess to kind of summarize high school, um, it was, uh, gosh, I, that year I won the Minnesota prep athlete of the year, which was a really cool honor. And, um, I actually, on the, on the Minnesota high school, um, MSHL or whatever it is. Um, it was actually, it was actually an honor because about five years ago they did the top 100 athletes uh in the last 100 years for minnesota and they it was funny because they did a bracketology on that <laughs> and uh they put me in there as one of the top 100 uh, you know prep athletes in the last 100 years um so that was that was quite an honor mm -hmm. uh, i lost to natalie darwitz by the I was way just about so to ask you, yeah how'd you do in the <laughs> <laughs> but i will tell you, you you see the names on there and you have you have olympians and and mm -hmm. I mean, some really talented individuals. So, a lot, a lot of fun. Um, high school was was a was a great time um, for me in sports, and again, being a part of a great community and, and having friends and a support system around. And sports in general, in youth, in high school, it got me through a lot. Mm -hmm. So, I'm forever thankful for everything that Hastings provided. 
provided uh, me and, and my family growing up, no doubt. For sure. So, Adam, you played for a lot of coaches growing up uh, at the youth level, middle school, especially <laughs> at our high school. Uh, very impossible question, and especially being a three-sport athlete. You can name a couple names if you if you want. We give people that uh, that right to do that. So if you had a name, maybe your best coach, once again, pick one from each sport or uh, just pick a couple from uh, any kind of sport, you know. So who was that best coach for you? Um, you for you growing up. Yeah, this is this is a this is a real tough one. I'm going to cheat a little bit, but um, mm -hmm. definitely for hockey, uh, you know, I, I loved uh, I loved playing for Russ Welch. I, I really did. You know, he had the intensity. Um, he definitely had the emotion, right? So you, it's it's a guy where he, you could uh, listen to him, and he he'd be losing his voice because he's so pissed off, and then before you know it, he's getting emotional and crying because he's just so happy about. <laughs> fill in the blank. So I, I, I loved Russ's emotion and his passion. Um, and I appreciate everything that Russ did in hockey. And, and I do want to say like, I, here's where I'm going to cheat is the, the coaches in Bams and Peewees in general. Um, I mean, I had so many great co coaches um, and, and they were all, those were very influential um, individuals for me. And for that reason, I've, I've probably coached 24, over 20 seasons of youth sports already. And I still have a nine-year-old. So I'll, I'll continue to do more because I find it as a great way to uh, impact kids' lives. Um, for, uh, for football, um, I love, I, I love playing for Bob Majeski. Um, again, very, very uh, uh, passionate guy. Um, you know, he just knew how to, he just knew how to uh, lead a team. And then I do want to uh, shout out to uh, my position coach, Marty Kranz, who um, just had a great way about him on, on understanding the game and understanding the emotion of the game. And uh, he was a great, he was a great uh, coach as well. And then uh, uh, for baseball, it would be definitely Doc Loudon and, and Ron Driscoll because those guys, uh, I don't know, just those, those two together, it you know, baseball is just such a different sport than all the other sports, right? It's, it's, uh, it's a little bit more of a mind game because there's a little bit more sitting around mm -hmm. and, and then you, you know, you got to perform on the plate, you know, three or four or five times a game and, and you're in the outfield, you got to keep yourself busy, but those guys kept it fun. Um, and they, 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 you know, let us put our best foot forward as well. So that's a lot of coaches, but mm -hmm. you know, I wish I could go through so many more names, but, um, Again, all very influential. For sure. I think you've kind of maybe already talked about this question, and we always ask this one next, is your favorite teammate? And I always bring up there's many different ways uh, that you can answer this. It could be that older athlete on the team when you were kind of brought up at a young age, yeah. something that you really try to model your behaviors after. It could be those guys that, once again, you've already talked about many of these guys here, those people that are the same age as you that you just kind of push each other and excel at the same rate. Um, and it could also be someone that you, you always had a, your go-to person, you know, someone that you yeah. needed a shoulder to cry on, you could go for it. So many different sports for you, Adam, you could answer with a couple different people. And like I said, you already named some names. If you want to name some more, or go back to those people, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that, uh, I, I will just say one name on this one and, and it's, it's, it's might be because he was, uh, the, we started 
we hung out. We were, we were kind of joined at the hip for a lot of middle school and, and high school. He was actually one year older than I was, but Dustin Vogelzang, we played baseball growing up all the way together. We played hockey growing up all the way together and we played football growing up all together. So we were always the ones that were going to the next sport. And, um, you know, Dustin to this day, he's the head coach at Eastridge for hockey. And, um, he's, he's so great with, with developing more than just a player, right. Developing the person. And, and I definitely respect that. And, um, you know, he was all in back when he played, he was all in on every sport. And, um, I really thought he worked hard. I thought that he was always very positive with people, which not everyone is right. Um, and I just, I just felt like I went through every step with him. So he's, he's definitely one of my, um, you know, most influential. And the, when I think of one name, um, you know, the guy that I went through everything with. So. Awesome. So you wrap up your high school career, walk us through what the recruiting process looked like. You were, you know, uh, multi-sport all state here. So yeah. I'm sure uh, you were, had a couple different options going on many different schools coming at you at a couple different levels. So once again, let's hear what the recruiting process looked like for you. Sure. How did you make up your decision with college? how did you make up your mind with the sport you want to play? Uh, let's go through all that stuff. Yeah. So um, I had, I would say that I had the most interest for football out of high school. Um, the Gophers offered a full, full scholarship to go play uh, free safety at the Gophers. I was talking to them often uh i mean multiple times a week um i was getting a lot of interest from michigan state as well and then i was getting um i would say th that was the most interest and then i would say kind of second level interest where there's we're communicating back and forth was it was another seven to eight division one schools um and then I guess I'll mention NDSU as well because I was, they were calling me every day for yeah. like, <laughs> it actually made me stop like answering the phone. I let my brother, Sean, who was seven years younger, answer the phone. And he would, back when we didn't have cell phones, so yeah. he would, yeah. uh, he'd call and talk your ear off. And then I don't know, he'd kind of tell me who it was. And I'd be like, Ugh. cause I, I, in the end, um, I, you know, I had a great baseball season too. So there was definitely some interest on baseball. Uh, the problem with baseball is I was already committed to go play hockey and I chose hockey. The easiest way for me to say this um, is I chose hockey because it's, it's the sport I enjoyed the most. I always went back to practice and I said, I could practice all day in hockey. I did not feel that way about football. I did not feel that way about baseball. Mm -hmm. So I, I guess to me, my passion was in hockey and I knew that I was going to go play juniors because um, I watched three guys go to the golfers before, but that is still really rare, um, mm -hmm. to go right into college, even when we were, uh, even when I was in high school. So I knew the route was going to be juniors and I was tenured by, uh, Dubuque fighting saints. So I was going to the, the, the great state of Iowa and then <laughs> Dubuque, uh, and, um, yeah, it, that was, uh, in all honesty, that was difficult to to do because, and I remember, I remember people saying, you have all this interest to go to these, you know, big, sexy schools on a scholarship with something, and you're going to go play hockey in Iowa. And it's not even guaranteed that you're going to get interest from a college. Right. So I had to kind of swallow my pride, if you will. And, and by the way, like 
and it, there really is no shame in going playing juniors. It's a, it's a stepping stone to go play in college. Mm-hmm. But again, there's a lot of people that do that and nothing happens from that. For sure. I, I, yeah. So now I'm in Iowa and, um, you know, it, it's a tough lifestyle. If you know, if, if so all these kids nowadays work so hard and juniors is part of the process. I got to tell you, it's a grind. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it can be better based off of your billet family and how much time and money they spend on um i'm sorry how much time and money the program has but in dubuque we didn't have much so i told myself real quick that i was going to play one year and if it works out that's great and if it doesn't um i had a little bit a little bit of anxiety of watching all my friends go to school and do all this stuff and i'm sitting here i just felt like i was just sitting in iowa playing hockey and it just didn't i don't know it just didn't feel great to be honest so um, I, I, I've, I had a pretty decent year, I would say. We had a really bad team, which did not help. And we had a very uh, interesting philosophy on offense on our team. So it was a very tough team to rack up a bunch of points. Um, but I started talking to Mankato. Um, and, you know, I was a Gopher fan growing up because that was the closest thing, but I always respected, uh, you know, the St. Clouds and then uh, Duluth and in Mankato and, and all these surrounding schools that I thought had good programs. So when I had the opportunity to go play at Mankato, I was extremely excited. And uh, they they offered. Uh, it's it's not like football. Um, I mean, they they can offer full scholarships, but there's a lot of uh, percentage scholarship. So they offered me money to play there. I was more than happy to, to go to Mankato. <laughs> um, so that, that would, I guess would summarize the recruiting process. And then I, I lumped in some juniors there as well. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, so I don't want to fast forward all the way today from uh, college. So if you want to fill us in kind of your, your major, where you work, you already said you work for Ecolabs. Um, and then yeah. if you want to talk about, uh, there's a lot of other cool things that you did, especially the Red Bull crash ice. So yeah, if you, yeah, yeah, wanna, yeah. If you want to talk about, uh, like I said, kind of that post-graduation of college, kind of where you start working and then uh, maybe get to uh, today. Yeah, so my my wife and I have 18 years, um, had a unexpected surprise and we found out that on my sophomore year we found out that she was pregnant so I, I will take a half step back into college and say that that changed some things and the reason I bring that up is that um I had to provide for a family and I had the opportunity to go play minor hockey um and I just felt like it was important to get more of a stable job uh with insurance and all that good stuff uh, looking back, I really wish I would have went and tried, you know, the interest was like in the East Coast Hockey League. Um, there was one AHL team uh, talking to me. And at minimum, I would have been fun just to go to Europe and live there for a year or two and, mm-hmm. and play hockey. But I didn't. I got a job with uh, with Ecolab. And I, I got, I mean, I had to do this. I got an offer really before I even graduated college. So, um I was ready to get right into it. And I did it for two and a half years. Uh, it was a very difficult job. Um, and it was very, very long hours, but it kind of paid the bills. So it was, it was a good job at the time. And then, yeah, I, I went into, uh, 3M and when you take the job in 3M, they say, Hey, you're going to be in sales. 
and you say, great, where? And they say, well, somewhere in the country, but not Minnesota. Okay, well, where? Well, we don't know until about three to four or five months into you working, and then we're going to tell you where to go. So you kind of got to give yourself up to the company, which I did, or which we did. And then we ended up in, uh, again, the Chicagoland area, which was which was a good experience and close enough to family to get mm -hmm. back. And then I ended up taking a job with 3M back here, back at the corporate headquarters back in 2011. And we've been here, uh, we've been here since. So it's been good. Yeah. And then, uh, once again, I would love to hear about the crash ice and, yeah, you kind yeah, of heard yeah, about yeah, that yeah. and how you got into that. And then, uh, so, how you did it. Yeah. Too, so. What was that? So, so how'd you hear about it? How'd you do oh, yeah. it? And then oh, yeah, everything absolutely. that goes into that. So, so, uh, I would say in hockey, I had, uh, I, uh, I played college hockey. So I would say I had above average hands, but I didn't have like some of the silky smooth hands that people did. But what I, I was, I was always one of the fastest people on the ice. Right. So I always thought, um, when I saw, I, I saw this when I was in like 2005, I saw when it was just starting up, there's a weird commercial late at night that I thought was super interesting because it showed this and it showed at Quebec city mm -hmm. where they, um, where they, uh, in Quebec city, they go in and out of these buildings and it's, it, it was, it was the, what is now Red Bull crash ice. And it was really amazing. And I remember telling my wife sitting there in bed, I'm like, I would be great at this. Like, I wish that I could do this, but you know, it just starting work and, and just didn't make sense. So fast forward, like five to six years later, we're picking up my son from hockey and I open up a let's play hockey. And you know, I always take a look at maybe the, what, what are they talking about? The articles who's ranked nowadays. And the first page I open it up and it says, Hey, Red Bull crash out. Crash ice tryouts. So at this time, at this point, I'm what 30, uh, 30, 30 years old, I think. And I said, Oh my God, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, oh, I want to do this. Why not? Why not do it at 30? I guess. Right. And I look and I said, Oh, I miss all the tryouts. Um, but there was one trial left in St. Louis. So, and it was like in two or three days. So I said, <laughs> I talked to my wife and we agreed like, you know what? Let's just go do it. Let's go try. I had no clue what I was getting into. So we drove down six and a half hours or so. And uh, I think we, I went right to the trial, which was flat ice. And it's an obstacle course where you're jumping, sliding under things, turning, boom, boom, boom. And there was about 60 people that showed up for that trial. <laughs> and I would say that everyone was younger than I was. Um, <laughs> so, uh, they took two people out of 60 and I didn't know what I was getting into, but I ended up having the fastest time out of all 60 people. Um, so I had an uh, automatic spot and then there was like a, a playoff for the other four to try to take the second spot. But um, it was like, I found out about it and three days later, I qualified for it. And, you know, we just went through this long history of, of playing sports in high school and college. And I got to tell you, like from a rush standpoint, it was probably the biggest rush I, there, huh? I had in sports. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll never forget. We pulled up to the first track 
And, and if for anyone that's gone to this, you look at the track, you're like, wow, that is really a crazy track. And I thought that too, going up to it. I'm like, that's a pretty crazy track. But when you get on skates and you go on the top of the ramp, especially year two and three, where you're going up six stories and you get up there and you're on the ramp, there was a lot of people that um, went back down the stairs no and they, they never even tried it. I built up a lot of courage. Like I can do this, I can do this, I can do this. And then you just go. And I always tell the story of the second year, uh, the ramp went straight down for quite some time. So you would sprint off and you go off the edge and you'd start to fall and your skates would go. If this was the ramp, your skates would go off the ice and then you'd reconnect. And I, <laughs> it, it didn't, it, it, it probably ended up being 15, 25 feet that you were off, but you're falling and then you reconnect back with the ice. Um, but going back that first year, there was, there was a lot of people that probably should have never done it because statistically there was like nine people that got taken to the emergency room um, because of the injuries that they, that they sustained while doing the track and it got, better every year um but yeah it was it was an unbelievable experience and then the first year uh i i ended up being one of it started with hundreds and hundreds um of of u.s individuals it might even have been upwards to a thousand if you if you count all the yeah if you count all the tryouts there's over a thousand skaters and i was fortunate enough to be selected as uh, a top four individual, because I, I, I placed the the highest or second highest. I think it was me and Cameron Nas, who ended up winning this thing multiple times, uh, took like, uh, we're right next to each other in the rankings. So they asked me to be a part of Team USA, which was a real cool honor um, that I couldn't accept because I just came up here and started working for 3M and I would have had to take two to three weeks off to go do what other people that made the team were, were taking a semester off of college because it's like, <laughs> Hey, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like seven years or eight so years out of college. One with a this. 401k you tell them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. I got to get the insurance they, for the kids yeah. and they're probably well, looking at you sideways, huh? Yeah. They got to go to like three or four different destinations in Europe. Um, and, uh, they had a blast and definitely again, something that would have been fun to do, but I ended up doing it every year that it was in St. Paul, which I think was probably six or seven times. So six or six or seven years, I ended up uh, doing the race. And um, I will say even, even the last year I was, I felt like I was pretty competitive. My, the last race that I went through, I ended up taking like the number nine guy in the world uh, and the number 11 guy in the world rankings. I, I passed them to take them out of the round to go to the next round. So it was, it was fun. It was dangerous. It continued to get more scary as the years went on. <laughs> and I, I got a couple injuries from, from that. Um, but uh, I got to tell you, you're up on this thing and the lights are, going crazy you got a helicopter down and it's a sea of people and it's cold as hell by the way and it's uh it's riders take your riders take your uh take your lane five second warning and it's man it was awesome yeah so yeah 
Oh, that's great. Then I guess walk us through uh, to where we are today. Um, if you want to talk yeah. about your wife some more, um, maybe you should give her yeah. a couple more shout outs. It's always nice to do that. I learned that one from Mr. Vite. He's uh, a, <laughs> uh, or, and then your family as well. I know your son is up currently a division one athlete and kind of a cool story that goes along with that as well. So if you want to walk us through your uh, yeah. children, your wife and everything else about your family. Yeah. Uh, again, my, my wife of uh, 18 years and um, you know, she was a, she was a, a great athlete as well. She played, uh, she won a state tournament at Woodbury for soccer. She's in the state tournament th three or four years. Um, she played for, she played varsity for four years uh, she had the opportunity to play at the college level. She decided that she wanted to to enjoy college instead, which I totally get. And um, she was uh, again just a an explosive athlete. And, and I bring up all this because you know our our son Joey uh, is is a pretty uh, gifted athlete as well. Where you know, he's a big boy. He's six. He's taller than I am. He's six three probably about 212 pounds and they want to put another 20 pounds on him as an outside linebacker at the university of Minnesota. Um, <clears throat> he's been there now for since summer. He, he, he did the all night grad party in high school on a Sunday night. And then three hours after the all night grad party, that kind of, to me signals, Hey, this is, we're done with high school. Three hours later, we were moving him in to uh, start the lifting program. So he didn't get the two or three months like a lot of kids get, but he was also, uh, I would say, uh, a rare athlete. One of the, one of the last athletes to play three, I mean, very few to play three sports mm -hmm. at the varsity level. I thought that was really important. I still do. And, and I'll die on that hill. Uh, the specialization is a whole other story. It's too much of it, but, uh, yeah, he's, he, we, we, we lived in Woodbury, but we're in the school, uh, still our school district. Um, when we moved, uh, two miles down the road, he played for Woodbury his junior and senior year. And I think the thing I'll talk about with him is, uh, the recruiting process as a parent is, is way different. And the recruiting process in general right now is, is, is super crazy. So, um, the long and the short for him is he had a COVID year his junior year. So he had very limited game tape, uh, but he had enough to get some division one colleges interested. So university of Illinois, Northwestern, um, and the golfers were kind of the three big ones that, that he was talking to. Um, he had an offer from, uh, South Dakota state, which is a great program, uh, it, as an FCS school, division one, double a, um, and because of COVID there's all, there's, there's 25 year olds, 24 year olds that are playing, college football and there's limited for his year there was limited scholarships so they're like yeah we have like i mean most of the teams had half the scholarships that they typically have so south dakota state was a, is a very great program the coaching staff is awesome they said hey if you uh if you we want to offer you a full scholarship um if you get a, a, a scholarship from a big 10 school and it's your dream school you know obviously we can't say anything anyways but we totally understand it and respect that and um the Gophers were, were talking to Joe throughout the entire year. Um, we thought for sure they were going to pull the trigger. Um, and, and sure enough, they did in December. And I think uh, we, we kind of heard that Northwestern was getting close to, to offering as well. Um, 
that's per per the high school coach. And then Illinois was talking a little bit more about um, other options like gray shirt and stuff like that. It's super complicated. Mm -hmm. I don't wish that recruiting process upon any <laughs> any parent. <laughs> and uh, luckily, ours I think kind of happened fairly quick because there's some kids that start getting recruited as sophomores. But um, I would say he was a little bit more of a late bloomer. He was a little bit more of a, a, a skinny kid, uh, you know, skinny kid. He was always a, a really good athlete. Um, but my, my message to parents is, um, and, and listen, there's too many parents that I think about college scholarships with their kids. And honestly, we never thought that. And even when the Gophers offered our son, we said, Hey, if you don't want to play football, we understand like this has to be something you want to do. Um, but, but too many, too many people get, you know, focused on, on the scholarship. But in the end, we just wanted to keep our son and our, my daughter, and my other son, playing sports and having fun. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. There's too many people that are backwards on that. Um, my daughter does play soccer just like my wife did. Uh, they're, her team, she, she plays right now for Woodbury. Uh, they're ranked, they're probably a top five ranked team in the state. So they got a nice team and it's been fun watching her play soccer. Um, and she does all the club soccer. She's 100% dedicated to soccer, which uh, that's what she wanted to do. I tried to get her to play hockey. I tried to get her to play softball. She did a little <laughs> bit, but she just kept saying, I just want to play soccer. So in the end, you just got to concede. And then uh, I have a son that's 10 years younger than my oldest, and he plays all three sports. Um, now as a, a parent to him and talking to parents, I always tell him that I have a, a crystal ball that can at least look 10 years into the future. <laughs> and the, the the average parent's pretty crazy with what they're doing for their kids and in sports now. And I, I try to veer them away from it respectfully, but a lot of them don't listen. They get caught in the grind. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's but awesome. yeah, that, that's a family. It's, it's, you know, we, uh, we're a sports family where there's no doubt. Um, it's been an important part of all of our lives and it's fun. It's really fun watching it. Uh, as a parent and then another fun, another fun fact that i thought was was crazy is uh i was i was fortunate to be all metro in in football back in high school um for football and my son was able to be the same thing for football and maybe that's happened since randy shaver's been doing it in 30 years but probably not i would mm -hmm. say so I, I think it's a pretty cool thing that's great so you've already kind of talked about maybe a little bit about this. Uh, one of our last questions here is advice to parents so, or uh, coaches as well. You've kind of mentioned a couple of different things about being three-sport athletes and supporting your kids. So anything else you want to add to that kind of question where you're giving advice to parents or coaches? Yeah, I, I would say um, I'll start with parents. Uh, smell First of all, smell the roses um, because – you, you get caught up on and listen I, I i've done it too there's a lot of times you get caught up on you're the only one zoning in on your kid okay during the games you're the only one that's watching them fumble a puck or maybe not hustle to the to the the boards to get it to the breakout and and i got a newsflash for you if you played hockey you did the same thing and if you and if you and if you played baseball you're striking out just as much as your kid is, right? Or uh, how could they look at the third strike down the middle? You did the same thing, trust me. And with football, you weren't as bad 
badass as you thought you were, I guess. I, I, that, that's my thing is that um, it's been actually really refreshing. Like I, I, I really do not talk about things that happen in high school, a lot of sports. My wife actually tells me like, I never talk about it. And, um, <laughs> it's like, you only let people talk about what they did back in the past for sports. And you just, just let them talk. I'm like, yeah, it is what it, is. it doesn't matter. Um, but, uh, I, I just think that the, the parents only remember the things that they did. Well, they only remember what they want to remember. And I think like, they don't realize that if, if they see flaws in their kids or they're not doing everything perfect, they didn't either. So embrace them and watch them try to get better, be a good teammate. Um, and, and one of the most important things, honestly, is for them to start, especially in today's world, to start developing habits to make something slightly better. Because if they can do that in sports, they can do it in other parts of their life, and that can help them become a better person. And that's what it's about. And, and I, I will tell you another thing, like, if you could, if the average parent would spend a tenth on education as they do with their kids' sports, mm -hmm. it would probably be a good thing because we have no problem spending, um, I don't know, let's just say a $5,000 for a club soccer season, but you, you know, like you don't put anything towards academics and we have to realize like, yes, it's, it's fun for athletics, but you know, you gotta, you gotta put the time and energy and focus into, to, uh, other parts of, to, to keep a well-balanced life and a well-balanced, um, childhood for your kid. That's definitely advice that I would give. And the other thing, the biggest thing for me is stop, stop trying to specialize your kid into a sport. Um, I know that he may be, you, you may have created a social circle in it, uh, with, with parents, and, and, and they're doing the special camp and they're doing triple A hockey and they're doing that. So if Jimmy's doing that, I got to make sure my, my son, Tommy also has the opportunity to do that. It's a rat race. And I'm, I'm telling you, if you, if, for those that think their, their kid is, uh, I'm getting pretty candid here, but for those that think that their kid is, uh, you know, a, a gift from God in the hockey world, puberty is an ultimate equalizer. Mm -hmm. And then you also don't know what they're, uh, they all of a sudden really start liking video games, girls, um, other things besides sports. So my best advice is work very hard to keep them to wanting to continue to play the next year. And if you get them to continue to want to play the next year, that that's if oh, in the sports world, that's success. Perfect. Last question then. Same kind of question, but now it's a student athlete. So your son has already gone through the high school experience and the recruiting process is now playing at the division one level. Your son and daughter are both athletes as well. So kind of talking to anybody, maybe that is a future, um, you know, college athlete, or maybe on that path, or maybe even younger, like your other kids. So giving them two pieces of advice, what do you think they would be? Two pieces of advice. Um, well, okay. So enjoy enjoy your youth sports and enjoy your high school sports because nothing is more fun. Um, I will, uh, when you hit college, it's a job. We, we went in my, in Mankato, we went on a 19 game unbeaten streak. We were one of the top, we were ranked, I think one or two in the country, um, in division one. And I remember being on one knee in the middle of practice saying, Hey, 
this don't don't ever forget that you were having far more fun back when you played in uh when back, back when you were younger Mm-hmm. It, it is the most fun to play in front of your parents with your friends in front of your friends in the community than anything. And if you listen to anyone that's one uh, went to the NHL and won a Stanley cup and won this, they they'll tell you high school and, and Bantams and peewees for hockey was, was, was more fun. Like that was the, the, the most fun they had because it becomes a job. So try not to make it a job in middle school, try not to make it a job in high school and, and some people do that when they turn it into a year-round sport. Okay, balance balance your mind and body out. Play multiple sports. Do multiple things because you also are going to be more injury prone if you if you work the same muscles in the same sports all all year. So I don't know if that was one or, or two pieces of advice. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to give one more. That that's one because the second one is, um, you you really need to take a step back and you really need to understand everything that your support system, whether that's just your parents or your uncles and aunts or your, your siblings and realize that they are putting all this time and energy into trying to give you the best experience possible. And you have to appreciate that. And you have to be extremely grateful and show them with the way that you act on a daily basis and the respect that you have for them, show them through those ways. Perfect. Adam, that's all the questions I got for you. The last thing we always do is just turn the microphone over to the guest Anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything I didn't ask you? Uh, any other shout outs you want to give? So like I said, this time is yours and you can go for it. Yeah, I, I shout out to you for doing this. <laughs> and you're, you know, and um, I know it's a lot of work and, and heck, we just spent a lot of time together and, you know, you kept your eyes open through the entire thing. So, <laughs> uh, so you know, kudos to you. Um, I will say that the community of Hastings, again, I, I miss the small community. I, I miss the community feel, you know, and, and don't take that for granted either because I live in Woodbury and it's split into multiple associations, multiple high schools. There's a ton of kids that go to Creighton. There's a ton of kids that go to Hill Murray. And I know that that happens in Hastings as well, but it is, it's not as often because it's a longer drive, I, I'm assuming, but, um, you know, breathe it in, take it in. It, it's a, it's a fun journey and embrace it. I'll say that. And uh, yeah, I would say it's a, it's a shout out to anyone listening that, that I had experience with in sports, whether it was a coach, a player, um, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, this, it's my favorite time in my life is anytime I'm on a, on a field or on a rink and, you know, everyone that was a part of that for me was, is an important person in my life. So. Perfect. Thanks, Adam. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it.